We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir? Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not right no, now. No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. That gets a free stay. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the sports movie podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Banduho. Uh, The show is also brought to you by our Big Screen Sports Patreon group, especially our big chill producer level patrons. That is Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D, Ryan Yeager, Mike Dries, James Kowalewski, Chris Mykoski, Andrew Teagle, and John Craig. Big thanks to them and all of our patrons for supporting this show. If you go to patreon.com slash big screen sports, you can get a say in what this show covers. Our Bull Durham level patrons get to nominate movies to be covered and get a sticker. Our big chill level patrons are the producers that you just heard. All patrons get schedule updates when I know you know, uh, early episode drops, and a new patron shout out for their first episode. Big thanks to them. Big shout out to them. Uh, If you're enjoying the show and want a great way to support it for free, just subscribe, tell a friend, write us a nice review on Apple Podcast. Today, it's an episode that I've been waiting really three years for since the start of the show, talking to someone who knows the ins and outs of how sports movies get made. Jesse Sheldon is a co-founder of Game Changing Films, and today she walks me through her career and experiences making a ton of sports scenes, talking movies like King Richard, The Dark Knight Rises, y'all remember the football scene in The Dark Knight Rises, Uh, McFarlane USA, and yes, Trouble with the Curve. We get some behind the scenes on Trouble with the Curve. I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let's dive in. All right, I am joined by the co-founder of Game Changing Films, Jesse Sheldon. Jesse, thank you so much for joining Big Screen Sports. Absolutely. Glad to be here, Kyle. Thank you. I'm very glad for you to be here. I've been looking forward to this really since I started this podcast, talking to someone who does what you do. Can you give me kind of an overview of what you guys do at, at Game Changing Films and any projects you guys have coming up that we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, basically, we specialize in sports, movies, shows, commercials, um, that kind of thing. So oftentimes, we'll get contacted if there is sports action in a particular project. Sometimes it's just one little small scene. Other times, it's a full-blown movie. Um, so what happens first, usually, is we get the script, and then we then break it down and kind of get a feel of, let's just say it's football. Football is usually the one we do the most of. Um 
we will break it down, kind of count how many plays there are, that kind of stuff, then kind of put together a budget and a plan of how we would attack it. Uh, depending on, again, if it's a small scale versus a big scale type project, a lot of times we'll get the actor, the lead actor um, or actress or whomever, and uh, hopefully start to work with them, train with them a little bit. That happens less than we'd like. Um, and we can get into that later, I'm sure. But um, yeah, so then we you know, hopefully try to train with the actors a little bit and we start casting the players, choreographing uh, the action. We actually like make draw up plays and you know have the software and draw up the plays and work with the directors and producers, creative team and all that stuff to try to really kind of hone in on what we think not only just like choreography should look like, but how it moves the story along. Um, so it's not just about you know, the specific action, but how does that drive the story? A lot of times we're cutting the action because there's so many plays written in scripts and you just, you, just, you know, a lot of it's redundant and you just don't really need it. So um, we try to be budget conscious and try to really kind of rein it in a little bit and really try to focus on the story more than anything. I definitely want to get into the the nitty gritty, the mechanics of what you guys do, especially what you have control over and what you don't have control over. Yes. Got to imagine that's that's a frustrating aspect, but just a little bit about your background. You're a film major, you're a college athlete. What path did you go down to get into the sports movie business? So it was, you know, kind of crazy. I basically just headed out to L.A. as soon as I graduated and, um, you know, packed up, no job, no apartment, no anything. And just was like, all right, well, I'm just going to go out there, figure out what happened. Um, and I started I was working at uh 20th Century Fox in the post-production accounting department. I did that. I did extra work to get on set right away. Learned a ton actually doing extra work, um, just kind of studying different crew positions and figuring out, oh, that could be interesting or whatever. Didn't have any idea that something like this existed. Um, I coached varsity soccer for a couple seasons. I worked at Starbucks. I waited tables. Every, you know, LA story that you hear of. And uh, then a couple years in, I um, met a guy named Mark Ellis. And he gave me my first opportunity to work in sports movies. That's also when I met Amy, my uh, my part, business partner. And um, so, yeah, so kind of just gave me an opportunity to work on a couple commercials. I started interning with him and uh, yeah, kind of the rest of history just kind of took off and did a couple projects. And then that was like 2008 was like the writer's strike, the actor's strike, <laughs> like all of that stuff happened. And, but I just kind of stuck it out and was like, okay, this is, the second that I started doing it and even knew something like this existed, I was hooked. And I was like, all right, I got to figure out how to do this basically for the rest of my life. I do want to focus on you, but I can't, I can't let the name Mark Ellis pass up. <laughs> um, you know, I, for folks listening, if you've seen the replacements, if you've seen the longest yard, you've seen him, mm -hmm. uh, ha have a minor role in the replacements. He's, he gets, he gets loud as a, as an opposing coach, <laughs> but it wasn't a huge stretch. <laughs> I was about to say, I've, I've heard some stories about the, the Mark Ellis demeanor and, and what he brings to a set. I guess, what did you learn from him on the way to, to starting your own company? Um, in the best way, I, I've learned a ton from Mark. Um, in the best ways, I've learned how I want to interact with people on set and in some ways, what things I would like to do differently. Um, obviously, Amy and I come at it a different way a little bit more on the, the female side of things. We're not as much of a as, as yellers, although I, I will admit that Amy can, <laughs> can get after somebody for sure. Um, but, you know, we just, we try to kind of approach things a little bit differently. But, uh, you know, Mark 
Mark brings a ton of energy to his projects and, um, and we still, you know, we still work together now that it's been, you know, 13 years or so, 14 years, something like that. So we still, you know, have a good rapport and still, still love to work, to get, work together, but it's definitely a different vibe whenever we're on set together, for sure. I can imagine. Yeah. I, I can imagine. So I want to talk about, you mentioned sometimes you'll you get looped in for a whole movie because that's kind of what we focus on in the show. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys have done like, you know, the the scene on Dark Knight Rises is is right on your website. One of the mm -hmm. coolest, I mean, incredible shot, not a sports movie. I can't imagine right. they needed you for much at, after that. No. Um, so when you basically, they hand the keys to you in, in certain terms when they, they bring you onto a project, what are the what are the controllables in a project? Like what is in your hands to adjust, you know, plan out whatever. And then what is, what is completely outside of your hands? Um, almost always the casting of all of our, what we call special ability extras, our special ability athletes. Um, it's almost always up to us who those people are. Um, you know, sometimes if there's like specific looks that they're wanting to do, if it's, you know, 1970s scenes or you know something like that there might be a little bit more but for the most part it's just kind of guidelines and they trust that they know that we know what we're you know what we're trying to go for um so that's definitely something that we feel like we can control usually um i will say lead actors we usually don't have a lot of control over um that's usually kind of handed to us and and we we, we deal with that and in some ways it's easier and sometimes it's not um and, you know, and I would also say too, like, for the most part, a lot of the actual choreography, so a lot of the plays, we have a big, uh, you know, a big say in, um, you know, we can switch things around a little bit where it's like, okay, well, if you want this touchdown to go this way based on the light, or we like this tour board, or we like, you know, different things like that, you know, obviously, that's an easy switch um, for us. But for the most part, the drawing up of the plays and in consultation with the director and usually the the DP director of photography and just kind of yeah figuring out that action is usually a lot of the things that we are actually in control of. What are those kind of conversations like with a director? I I go to you've got the the way back on on your site and then Miracle too. I go Gavin O'Connor is is that dude uh, for sports yeah. movies. He <laughs> yes. he just I mean he is just just the absolute man. Uh, I feel like I praise him once a week on the show. <laughs> When when you're doing con you know conversations like that with the way back with the with the basketball movies certain scenes um, you know the, I Miracle I don't I don't know if you were both on Miracle or if that was just just Amy no was that was the for me yeah mm -hmm. okay yeah and I mean that one is kind of like you know you, oh, it's pretty much lined up what you what you got to do with that one but yeah. uh, but the way but the way back when you're having conversations with someone like Gavin O'Connor and you're trying to how much how much give and take is there like how much it is a director kind of like the authoritarian figure of like, we've got to do this and you guys got to figure it out or do you get deferred to usually? Um, well, when it's Gavin O'Connor, <laughs> he's pretty much <laughs> in charge. Um, but, you know, I mean, I think, you know, and Amy really was the lead on the way back and because she had worked with Gavin before and they had a good rapport, he really did trust her with a lot of, you know, a lot of things. And, she also probably wasn't afraid to really kind of stand up to him a little bit. And he probably is he's not really used to that as much, but I think he kind of liked it. I think he respected Amy and trusted her. And so, um, you know, I think a lot of it depends. We do end up working with a lot of the same people, a lot of the same directors, producers, that kind of stuff. And that really helps because there is a, a trust there and that they 
know that not only are we going to try to make the action as realistic and authentic as possible, but that we really do care about the story and we're trying, that's our number one, you know, number one goal. When it comes to the story and, and just certain plot points or even like in-game dialogue, because like as an athlete and as someone in this business, I'm sure you know mm-hmm. what athletes sound like, like what they actually say yeah. and what makes sense in these plot points. How much, I, I would imagine it, it might be, you know, on a per project basis, but how much input have you been able to have in that in the past in certain movies and being able to say, hey, you guys should should change this up or are you getting handed the script and it's like, you got to figure out how to make it? Yeah, it's it's a little bit of both and it definitely is a per project thing. Again, kind of goes back to that, that trust. Um, hopefully and ideally that in pre-production they kind of come to us sometimes and like hey what do you think about maybe trying to punch it up and they kind of give it to us and let us kind of take a go at it um and then oftentimes too like the actor especially with the coach or whatever will come up to us even on set even on the day and say hey is this a sound right like I don't know if this and kind of go over that dialogue or even ask questions and they're not as well versed in that particular sport or that particular situation you know for example and um so, you know, it just, again, it's kind of per project, but we definitely try to have that input and kind of have some some ideas, some creative thoughts. Of, for the most part, most of, say, 90% of our company have all been, you know, collegiate athletes, of, you know, with some different levels. And so we, we know what it's like to be in a locker room. We know what it's like. We know those feelings after a loss, after a win, after all of those situations that we're, we've all experienced before. And so you, you know what is real, what is authentic. We try to help where we can. Are there any specific like past projects that you can point to where you, you maybe made a big save when it comes to plot, someone who was about to like walk off a cliff and didn't realize it? <laughs> um, specific. That, that's a good question. Um, I probably can't think of anything specific, but there's definitely been a few things where, especially like on a first read of something where you were just like, Ooh, big highlight. there. <laughs> like that, That's not right. Um, you know, but for the most part, most, writers are open to it and a lot of directors as well too um so yeah but we we try to save save them from themselves sometimes we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. mentioned familiarity with sport um it you know a bulk of sports movies are like football baseball it's what they you know it's what they do the most but when i i, I was pointing to like uh mcfarland usa mm-hmm. which like not not as many people have run cross country that's a movie that i loved and like 
you know, on the surface, hey, it seems like that was super realistic. Is there ever a time where you guys are presented a challenge or, hey, do you guys do cross country and have to do some some learning on it yourself? Like what comes into, you know, getting getting versed in a sport that you are not as familiar with? Well, first off, I'll, we'll come back to McFarland USA because that might be my favorite project I've worked on. I, oh, I can't love wait to talk McFarland. about it. Then. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So to answer your question, though, I think that, you know, we often try to get like a specific technical advisor um, for each sport, especially if we're not, you know, football and some of the major sports we know pretty well at this point um, and are huge fans of. But we even try within that specific sports, we try to bring in someone that this is what they do. This is this is what they whether it's, uh, you know, a professional coach or a D1 coach or, you know, something, somebody that, is, you know, knows the sport well, um, just so not only we can make sure that we're doing everything as authentic as we can, but also helping with recruiting, trying to find athletes that are current and are, you know, maybe just finished college and, you know, all that stuff. So that is also very helpful for them too. I want to go into McFarland then, because that was, <laughs> it was one that I did uh, a first watch of for the podcast. Actually, um, I guess it had reached out and he was like, you need to, you need to watch this movie. I think you, I think you'd really like it. And I was like, I was shot. I mean, it's, it's right up there with the, those other Disney sports movies mm-hmm. that, that everyone talks about, obviously Costner first ballot sports movie, hall of famer. What, what about McFarland makes that, you know, your favorite project? So I think we were brought on early on. Um, you know, it was, it was mayhem pictures. I think they were still together, but Gordon and, and Mark Shardy. Um, and so we had done a lot of sports movies with them and, um, so we were brought on early on, and at that point, they had only um, they had only cast Carlos. Um, I can't remember his character name right now. Um, he was he was the, the fairly in shape, like the main guy. The main guy, yeah. Um, and so they got with us and said, "Hey, you know, we need to try to." He's built like a football player. <laughs> Can we try to get him down a little? We're like, "Well, you're wanting to shoot in like eight weeks, so." we can do what we can, but yeah, you can only do so much. Um, as far as like carving a physical changing, completely changing someone's body. Um, I was going to say, that's what I describe him as, is he was the jacked one. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And, um, and I don't think he would mind me saying it, but he was a little fluffier whenever <laughs> we first started training. Um, so in that particular instance, we found a, actually a husband and wife coach, um, and they started, we started doing a combination of like cross country running. And then also, you know, they started doing like some, you know, weightlifting program, nutrition program, that kind of stuff. Um, but we started as more of the guys got cast, we, they started joining our training. So we were actually running with them, which I really don't like to run. I played soccer, but I still, I really, really dislike to run, but it was such like a team building exercise. And it was just like, we were in like training camp together and it was just us with these, young teenagers and we would just go off on these runs and um just exhausted and then we'd come back back to the school and still like run like floaters and just do everything and so we were right there with them for six weeks and we trained um you know three or four times a week for six weeks and so even like going into production we were just a team and so whenever the guys would get tired or something you know wasn't going great or whatever like there was already just this like common theme together it's like all right guys we'll we'll get through this together we'll do this and it was just it was fun to be a part of you know 
that that side of it again. Um, and my first day, our first day on set, literally, I think one of the first scenes that we shot, we hadn't met Kevin yet. And I was going to ask, did you, how much did you get to interact with Costa? Yeah. So we hadn't met him yet. And, you know, we had heard that he could be tough. And um, that was not my experience with ever. He was a lovely, lovely man and was just so great. And one of my favorite things to witness, it was like, so again, it's these teenagers that this is their first, a lot of them, it's like their first big project. Some of them, they'd never even acted before. A couple of them were just actual cross-country runners. And so we were doing the scene and it was a weight room scene. And one of the kids, I call them kids, they were teenagers there. And, but one of the kids stepped on one of Kevin's lines and everybody kind of just was like, you know, okay. <laughs> you know, Cause you kind of hear some stories and you kind of like, is he going to go off? Is he going to, you know, make a big deal about this? And, uh, you know, we cut and he kind of pulled the kid aside. And he's like, he's like, hey, he's like, remember, he's like, you know, I have to ask you, like, if you want to, and I remember the specific line, but if you want, you know, to read, but remember, because that's, that's the motivation. And that's why you, and he like literally took that as a teaching moment and as a coach. And it was like, already he started to be that coach and that person for these guys. And he literally met them that day. And you could just see everybody just like just take a deep breath and like, okay, this is this is gonna be okay, this is gonna be good. He was like already in that mode, already just taking these kids under his wing. And it was really something, you know, kind of fun to to witness. And um, another good moment from that movie was um, I don't want to do any, you know, big spoilers, but yeah, when when Danny Diaz is running up that hill, that giant the big, giant the big hill. chill moment. Yeah, yeah the, the big chill moment. Yeah, and literally I have goosebumps all over the place because it really was like, it was a huge hill. Like that was not something, you know, that we did with special effects. It was a huge hill and it was him running up it and he worked so hard and he, to do it. And like, whenever he got up, I mean, the entire crew is just cheering and going nuts. I mean, it's Nikki, the director was crying. Like it was really, really something special to be a part of and Kevin was going nuts he was losing it he's like that's not Danny Diaz that's, and that's what he ended up using it we ended up using that in the movie yes yeah it was uh it was pretty great and they, I mean they made like they kept saying it over the walkie that's not Danny Diaz just going nuts I mean that's the that's the moment that everyone points to in that movie and like in, in on this show like the, my favorite category is the big chill that the moment that, that the best sports movies have mm -hmm. and making you really care and that one in McFarland is is up there with anything i wanted to ask because you're so you're dialed in with these projects like you've gone through all this with you know with mcfarland and with these kids and stuff does that when you actually watch the movie as a finished project you go to the premiere you go to the theater whatever are you more emotional in a moment like that or because you actually lived it does it not hit the same that's a great question i will be honest i have a hard time watching a lot of the movies that we do um there are certain ones that I'm like no one no matter I'm gonna watch this and because it, obviously yeah you get critical and you see things differently and um but that one I absolutely 100% enjoyed and just enjoyed it for what it was and still go back and rewatch and yeah and there's definitely movies that maybe we our experience making them wasn't great but then you're like oh but it's gonna be a really good movie and you like know it at the time and you're just like oh, it's gonna be good though people are, gonna are there really any like of it. those are there any of those movies you would care to share <laughs> um king richard oh 
yeah. So, I mean, so let's, I mean, what, what makes a shoot more difficult? Is it, is it a difficult star? I mean, you don't have to drag anyone, but like what makes it, what makes a, what makes a shoot difficult? Because the, the thing about that movie, one of the reasons it works so well as a movie is the, the, the girls, I, I don't know what kind of tennis players they were before, but on camera, they look incredible. They look great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I mean, for that particular movie, it was more about, we came in later um, and it was after, it was one of the first projects after like kind of the post lockdown. And so everybody's still trying to figure out testing and, and then you have like minors and all that stuff. And so that makes things for us logistically difficult. And so for me, I do a lot of the logistics. And so sometimes there'll be great stuff that happens on the field or the court or whatever, but behind the scenes, it's a nightmare to actually get them onto the field or onto the court. Um, so that for me is usually kind of a little bit tougher. Home team would be an example of that as well. Oh. So <laughs> shout out, shout out Kevin James. Do you, do you still get starstruck with this many years in the business? Like you see a Will Smith? So it's funny. I get more starstruck about people that are like random characters than like the big stars, like seeing like, you know, Dwayne or somebody like that. It's like, okay, like, yeah, he's, he's great. And obviously he's, you know, the big stars are, are, are fun and they're amazing. But I, um, when we were doing home team, I, I love the wedding singer. And so Alan Covert has, you know, has a role in something. He's a producer on it too. And like, we were, I was like quoting lines with him on wedding finger and just going back and forth. And that was, I was loving that. That's what I was starstruck. That's what I was laughing about so much. So it's like little things like that where I enjoy some of the lesser known actors. The wedding singer has an incredible big chill moment. The, uh, <laughs> the, what, what we, we just got, we just finished rom-com month. So we started calling it the, just the getting together moment. And uh, the, uh, the plane is, yes. is just all time. You, yeah. can't, you really can't beat it. Don't know the song, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, same. Like, and it was. I I showed it to my wife for the first time. She had never seen the wedding singer. It was on Netflix, and we watched it a couple months ago. And I just I realized like halfway through the movie, like I am just waiting for that end scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah, so with with covert, I was. Uh... I was quite, I'm like, can you say one quote for me? And he's like, let me guess. Is it, they were cones? I said, yes. Who <laughs> <laughs> could have been guessed it many? <laughs> you should have found a way to finagle him driving a limo in that movie. I in know. Some, some form or fashion. <laughs> um, how much w- with the, the main cast, you don't get to pick them. You know, you don't get to say, hey, you should cast someone else as, as you know, uh, King Richard. How much interaction do you usually get you know, or influence do you usually get over a lead, especially when it's uh, Costner, uh, Will Smith, and, and, you know, an Affleck or someone like that? Mm-hmm. Do they usually source their own inspiration for how they're going to do this role? Or do you guys ever get deferred to when it comes to even like main cast, maybe not the mm-hmm. biggest stars in the world, but just the main cast you had no say in? Um, it, it, again, it depends. Every project's different. Every actor is different. Um, and oftentimes too, like, Sometimes it's if we're if we're shooting in LA and the actor's based in LA, a lot of times that that's more likely that we'll be able to get with that actor or actress beforehand, um, kind of meet up and kind of go over some stuff. Um, or even sometimes then if we're on location, it's like okay, yeah, we came in, uh, we did Uncle Drew, and um, I, same thing. I was a big I'm a big Nick Kroll fan, and so yes, yeah. <laughs> so great. <laughs> And so our, like our first day of shooting, 
was um, one of the scenes, like one of the practice scenes with him and Aaron Gordon. And we had just, my husband and I had just seen Oh Hello in New York. And so we'd seen him in it. And um, so I was talking to him about it and he's like, oh, like, oh man, yeah. And so we were just kind of like, you know, chatting about it. And um, he's like, hey, he's like, are you guys around? He's like, I'd really love to, you know, cause he has to then play later on in, in the in the shooting. And so he's like, I'd really love to just maybe like go and like shoot some baskets a little bit. He's like, I, I know I'm gonna embarrass myself around all these guys, but you know, maybe we go and shoot. And so that's what we did. We, we met up at the gym a few times um, that next week and just kind of went over some stuff and just watching him kind of even like talk out his character and like trying different things and like trying things that like, oh, what would Mookie do? And like just different, different ideas. Um, so sometimes we get those opportunities and that's really great. Uh, a lot of times more if it's players, we are able to train with them a little bit more versus the coaches. You sometimes get to talk to them about it, but sometimes it's just more kind of on the day whenever you're shooting and they're like, nah, what about this scene? Or what about this? And they'll kind of run something by you. Um, a lot of times it's like more of the ad lib stuff. Like there's so many times where they're just a camera stuck on them and they're on the sidelines and they're seeing a play happen. And they're like, okay, what's happening? Like, what? and so you kind of, kind of try to talk them through. It's like, yeah, then I'm going to interceptions that you're mad and blah, blah, blah. Are there any typical red flags on a project? Like you guys, you come on set for the first time or you start looking at, looking at the job and you and Amy look at each other and be like, this might, this might be a huge problem. Are there any things that you guys usually try to maybe avoid with your work? Um, I mean, uh, you know, if actors are a big thing because it, it does kind of can really delay a production. Um, and so if an actor's not feeling everything and not feeling the role too much or not feeling comfortable or whatever, it can really delay things because he or she could stay in their trailer or for a while and that kind of stuff. So that can definitely derail things. Um, then also too, like if you see, like we, we're athletes, so we view everything, view every movie, every show like a team. And, but not everybody in Hollywood, we're athletes and we're on teams. And so there's kind of a, sometimes a little bit of, if there's like finger pointing or people throwing each other under the bus amongst the crew, then that can be kind of like some big red flags because yeah, you just don't really want any part of that. Cause we're all trying to be there to, with the same goal and really try to make the best product that you can. And yeah, it's, it's no good if people are throwing each other under the bus. Well, the cast you are in charge of, like picking the athletes, the extras, mm -hmm. stuff like that. We're actually we're right we're recording this right in the middle of the NFL draft combine. So, what is the <laughs> what's the game changing films combine like? Are you are you just looking for especially for a lot of these roles that don't um, you know when you when you're when you're casting just the your background athletes? Are you literally just doing it like you're scouting NFL draft picks, or are there other things you're looking for besides just talent? Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of it, there's a lot of different factors. Um, again, if it's like kind of a, a, a new modern, if, depending on the level. So if it's again, let's just say football for ease. Um, if it's NFL, you know, there's some players that don't look like they're an NFL football player that kind of can cut off a lot of people right there. Same thing on the other spectrum. If it's a high school movie that cuts out a lot of people as well too. Um, so there's sometimes that we can get away with opponent teams being, Again, if it's a high school movie, maybe if they're keeping their helmets on, we could go a little bit older, um, that kind of stuff. If you'd been but, doing this in the 90s, you could have just picked anyone. Yeah. You just didn't care about <laughs> <Yeah. then. laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's a big part of it. Also, again, like if it's a, a period movie, then, you know, certain looks, um, if there's anything specific, 
for the story, um, anything, you know, part of where we're filming, like part of town, anything that's supposed to be, you know, specific ethnicities, specific looks, anything like that, then that all kind of goes into a big part of it too. So it's not necessarily about talent. And we want players that can pull off the action for sure and to be safe and to keep, not, again, not only themselves safe, but crew safe, camera operator safe. Like, you know, we've got cameras going in and out of the action. You, you have to have people that understand what they're doing, have body control. Um, you don't always want the best, absolute best athlete out there, best player out there, if they're going to be a diva. You know, you're spending 12, 14 hours a day with these people, sometimes for weeks on end. And there have been many really, really talented players that have gotten the act or have just were like, yeah, it's not even worth it because yeah, it's just life's too short. You just want to, you want to be around good people. And, um, and so that's more than anything. That's probably what we look for more, more, most. Do you have any like favorite all time draft picks, I guess, or people you've hired any, any extras or any, you know, cast members that you had say in that you're like, I've, you know, we wanted this person and they turned out to be like through the moon. Amazing. Um, we have, as far as cast, we worked with, um, well, probably lesser known actor, the guy named Mark Lucas several times and he was in the tv show necessary roughness with us he did uh, a few seasons of that he was in a small movie we did touchback i mean he was way back he was in summer catch um yes okay yeah, yeah. he's i was we he was uh he was in one of the uh the rom-coms that we did in uh in rom-com month but yeah summer catch is the i yeah. mean an, an all-timer we actually <laughs> yeah. we actually have an award on our on our regular episodes uh named after freddie prince jr which i'm gonna ask you about here in a little bit <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, we, we've worked with him several times and um, so much that we, you know, we were good friends and uh, he actually played basketball at Wake Forest with Tim Duncan and they're, you know, they're, they're really good friends. And so it's, it's fun whenever you get to actually continue to have rapport with, with actors. And um, we are, we're always trying to get on the next project together. Um, and then, you know, we just worked with uh, Michael Chiklis. And he was fantastic. And I would love to work with him again. Just such a, such a great pro and really brought everything to the role and had so much respect for what we did, what our players did. And, you know, and really when, when someone really feels it and really wants to become, you know, kind of part of the team, like it, it really makes a difference. And hopefully that kind of translates on screen as well, too. Every, every episode, uh, at least about a sports movie, when it's, when it's kind of viable, we do the Kevin Costner and Fred Prince Jr. Awards for best and worst on-screen athlete. And I, I just <laughs> want to do the, the caveat of like, Freddie Prince Jr. seems like the nicest guy in the world. I've listened to podcasts he's been on, like seemed great guy, seems like a great husband, like all the love for Freddie Prince Jr. Horrible baseball player, just could not have looked worse in summer catch. And then Costner just you know, as, as crash as Roy McAvoy just couldn't, couldn't be better. Yeah. Who best and worst on-screen athletes you've been, and let's, let's, we stick to actors. Like you did uncle drew, like Kyrie doesn't, does not count. Right. Yeah. Um, I would say that, that the rocker Dwayne Johnson does not count either as he was an actual Miami football player. Um, Ben Affleck's not a good basketball player. <laughs> That does not surprise me. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts um, and Marlboros doesn't usually translate. Yeah, and it, you know, and then when we were filming that movie, it was it was a tough time um, for him personally, and yeah. there was going to be a whole story arc about him being this, you know, this whole thing about showing him as a player, and just, 
yeah, the whole thing got scrapped after a while. Like after a few shoot arounds, it's just like, yeah, it's not, it's not going to happen. Um, so yeah, that, that one's probably up there as far as more, more recent ones. Um, as far as best, hmm. it's not a movie, uh, but yeah, one of the, the TV shows we work on, um, Michael, who plays Jordan on All American, he's a pretty legit athlete. Um, he's not a quarterback, not a natural quarterback, but he's a natural wide receiver. And he's, he's pretty legit. Um, actually, you know what I have to say? Okay, so Woodlawn, uh, the football movie we did, and Caleb Castile uh, plays the lead role in that. And he, um, he actually walked on at Alabama and he is incredibly good. <laughs> so he probably... <laughs> Same thing. It's kind of like the Uncle Drew thing, but um, yeah, that's definitely one of those situations where we got an athlete and athlete first, actor second, but um, he's actually turned into be a really, really good actor as well too. So, um, listeners of the show are probably tired of hearing me say this, but I, I always bang the table for cast athletes, not actors, unless you, unless you literally need someone to win you an Academy Award in the movie. Yeah, like cast, cast someone who can who can play the sport. Cause a lot of that comes off in, in the mm -hmm. movie as well. Like it's not only that they can just swing a baseball bat. Well, athletes just carry themselves in a certain way and know how to talk that way. know mm -hmm. have the body language. And I feel like that always comes through in the movie. I go back to miracle and like the great decision of casting dudes who can play hockey. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of them turn out to be just fine. And the one role that you can hide behind a mask and Jim Craig, you, yeah. uh, you cast the guy from Friends. His yeah. name I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but he did. Yeah, did Eddie. Job, yeah. So. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. So stuff like that, I think, I think always comes through. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, can I ask about just memories, just kind of some word association with just specific uh, jobs and like in like movies, maybe unforeseen challenges or just yeah. things that come up with certain projects? Sure. Yeah. Um, the Dark Knight Rises uh, football scene because one is as much like as highly an anticipated movie of the past 15 years. Like it was one I'm sure that you worked on. It was like, everybody in the world is going to see this. And also Ben Roethlisberger and Heinz Ward are there. <laughs> yes, it was, uh, it was pretty amazing. We, um, everything obviously was very hush hush. And, um, you know, we come in to Pittsburgh and we basically cast all that. We didn't do a casting call. They didn't want it to do anything like that. They just wanted us to cast everybody um, basically kind of offline and just, have everybody show up and so we showed up and we rehearsed and then um then we came in and filmed the next day and we we're supposed to actually film two days but we got it went so well on Saturday and they had like 10,000 fans there or whatever promo fans and so they just said you know what I think we're good and so they still still paid all of our players for the second day but they just you know wrapped them and you're good to go there um with that one the thing I remember the most about it is they came up to us, I think the day before we were rehearsing and they're like, hey, we want the mayor to do the kickoff. And we said, I'm sorry, what? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we want the mayor of Pittsburgh to, to do the kickoff. We want him to actually kick it off. And we're like, um, okay, well, you know, maybe we could put him somewhere else. Like maybe like line him up on the sideline or do something. And they're like, no, 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 he, you know, he can kick. And we're like, okay sure and it turns out he did like he kicked like a d3 college or you know something like that like and oh he, perfect yeah and he like really was did great but it's one of those things too where it's like 
okay, this is thousands of fans. Like you're there on the stage and kickoffs have to be very precise and we have holes all over the field and we, everything has to be absolutely perfect. And he killed it. He came in and he did a great job. And, but I remember that thing just like, what world do we live in? That this is just like a thing. Yeah. yeah the mayor's just going to do the kickoff. Like, oh, okay. I was going to say how much, how much extra work with all the whole, cause I mean, everyone's familiar with the scene, but with the, with the entire field, I guess the, the one play being the entire field blows up behind, mm-hmm. behind this kicker turner. How much, Versus just a normal football scene, how much extra work goes into it with the factoring the in the, the, Chris, the Christopher Nolan of it all? <laughs> yeah, um, it was definitely shot a little bit in in sections and pieces, and because um, you know that, as you know, it's like all going back and forth to Bain and you know the sideline and all this stuff, and um, so and we actually we had a, a double too for Heinz as well. Um, so we, yeah, I mean. It, it took a while for sure, but it was just, so it was one play though. And so that was, we had that one play for the whole day. And, and then I guess some of the pregame stuff too. So it went again, a lot faster than we thought um, because the guys did great. Everybody hit their marks and they had to, because, you know, they're sitting there blocking and there's a divot basically right behind them, you know, that they've cut out. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was interesting for sure. It was, it was awesome. I mean, it was, yeah, something unbelievable. So did you get to watch Hardy do the Bane speech? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He came out. Yep. It, he sounded differently. He sounded oh, differently. Really? Yeah. It was, I mean, it was a different voice that he had. I don't think either they were masking it or they did a, a different voice in post. I'm not sure, but it if I remember correctly, he had to come re-record in post. Yeah. That sounds like, I remember that. End. I remember that being a thing. Um, you don't have to do this on the show, but just yes or no. Have you ever done a Bane impression in private around, around <laughs> people you trust? Have you ever done one of those lines? I feel like that was a rite of passage for people who saw that movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely did the let the games begin for sure. Done that. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, do you feel in charge? That's, that's a big one. Um, semi-pro Woody Harrelson, incredible basketball player in multiple movies. Strange dude, strange cat that Woody Harrelson. Yeah. When you're, when you guys are called in for a, a comedy and and Mm -hmm. a spoof of a certain era. So there's another challenge that it's this throwback ABA, a movie that still makes me like crack a rib, Mm -hmm. but you've got Will Ferrell playing this deeply unserious character, but you're into let's let's do aba basketball what does what does the comedy factor how does that factor into when you're spacing out your scenes and and doing your work there so one thing we always try to say is like let the comedy be the comedy but let the sport be serious like take the sport seriously um as best you can and then let the comedy kind of flow within it uh but yeah it's especially with someone like Will or, I mean, anybody, same thing with like an Uncle Drew, the amount of ad lib and things that were, were going on. It's like, okay, yeah, after a while, you just roll the ball out and kind of let them play. Um, and you, <laughs> yeah, um, you just got to go with it a little bit because you never know what to expect and you never know what they're going to do. And so that also, not only because of the actors, but then we also have our athletes out there too. So they have to learn to to really to act and to not break character, to not, you know, not laugh at Will Ferrell when he's just being so ridiculous. And um, so they just have to kind of stay in it and stay in the moment. And that's what we try to, to teach them about. Again, this is a game, try to take, take the sport seriously and let them do the comedy. 
I mean, one of the things that he's known for is improv and just riffing and doing, mm-hmm. ridic- I mean, the like the Anchorman bloopers are just out of this world. <laughs> yeah. Does that factor into sports on movies, especially with, um, you know, when, when you have a comedy, but even in general, is, is improv something that can happen in sport or does it have to be extremely regimented to make sure everything's in the right place? Um, it depends on the sport and depends on the, uh, the person doing it. So obviously on the sidelines things, you can just let them fly and let them rip. Um, and if it's maybe a sport that's not as flowing as much, you can do that. So, you know, with football, you can maybe do a little bit more, um, anything where you're kind of actually like stopped for a second baseball, you obviously can, um, basketball, soccer, a little bit more flowing sports. It's harder to kind of get that comedy within the field or court, but there's obviously ways to do it. But yeah, usually the sidelines, you just kind of like set it up and, and let it go. And those are sometimes some of the, the best, some of the best comedy there. I've got two projects. I want to, I just want to ask what you guys did on. I'm kind of curious. King of Staten Island. Was it the, the Staten Island Yankees game? They but, Yeah. To? The baseball game. Mm-hmm. So what in with your duties with that was that was that not filmed at a live game or was it filmed at a live game and you just told them how how they should do this this scene? It was filmed at a live game and then there was but then there was also we stayed after and shot some specific stuff that they wanted to see. Um, so we we sat and we watched some of the game and then um, and then we we actually, there was a whole little piece that got cut where it was supposed to be kind of like one of those like in between inning things. And we had a couple of like really, really good softball girls out there like in dresses and they were just like killing it and, you know, throwing a first, throwing a first, throwing a first, like crazy. And I mean, they, <laughs> they hit so many balls with them and the whole, the whole thing got cut of course, but um, that was, so that was that. And we had cast those girls. And then uh, same thing when we had, because it was Judd Apatow and we had just, they had just said, yeah, it'll just be a little bit, you know, we just really want to kind of see the players just maybe do, you know, we won't do any plays, just kind of want to see them in the background. So then whenever they're on top, well, of course, that's not what happened once we got there and they're like, oh, let's see, can we do like a hit to right field wall and have them throw them out at home? We're like, oh, okay. Um, it, that's just going to take a second <laughs> to choreograph. And because baseball is actually probably one of the hardest sports um to to do and just to do safely especially as well too um the good thing with that this it really wasn't there weren't cameras on the field too much it was more just kind of up in the stands and but yeah so that was it so it was casting all those baseball players and I mean we just kind of came in a couple days before and and did and took care of it and yeah we're in and out pretty quickly but yeah the other I had questions about was Brockmeyer Mm-hmm. Um, I know there there's baseball scenes, but a lot of it is, is just, uh, it's just Zary in the booth ripping. Right. Like, um, when, when you go in that, are you just, is it just focusing on the on-field action or is there any interaction with, with Azaria and, and kind of cast and crew on this is, this is the feel of a baseball game. This is what he would be saying in the booth. Um, he seems like he's a guy who has a, has a good grip on baseball and then certainly yeah. has a good grip on that character. Yeah, there wasn't too much that we needed to tell him. He had, he had a pretty good feel of it. So yeah, it was more about just kind of recreating some specific things that they, you know, that they wanted. I remember, I, I know for sure the one that, God, what was it like? It was like the, the old baseball player. Um, I'm trying to remember that. I can't remember which episode it was because uh, we did a few of them, but it was like an old baseball player. And um, 
I forget what the, the dude's deal was. Like he couldn't throw it at first. Oh, it was the yips, I think. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Yips. Um, and so yeah, so we did that one and kind of recreated that that whole situation. But yeah, for the most part, yeah, I think he had a pretty good feel of, of baseball and what he what he was trying to say there. The last movie I need to ask about is something that the listeners of this show won't let me rest if I don't ask about this. <laughs> is um, I, I want to do a caveat in that y'all's work is incredible. <laughs> Trouble with the Curve. <laughs> the movie that is the bane of my existence. And now after doing this, I realize that everything that I hate about it is not, is not, is not your doing, is not your call, <laughs> which is great. It's a, it's a huge relief for me. <laughs> uh, just you, you're shaking your head. Where you're, would you like to start? Your, the floor, the floor is yours for trouble with the curve. Um, so that that one's Amy. Amy was the lead on that. Um, yes. she has a one a, of our one of our best actresses. In yes. one of our toughest yes. looks. <laughs> yes. Um, and then you know they they cast a kid that was supposed to be five tools player and yes. Uh, I don't think that was believable. <laughs> um, the big, biggest flaw of the movie is yeah. that he, it was very clear he never played baseball before. And I can't imagine that was something that you were thrilled with. No, no. Um, and he, he doesn't even, he doesn't look like a baseball player. So like, even like no. trying to double him or anything. And, um, Mr. Eastwood wasn't really interested in doubling him either. Oh, are you saying that 90 year old Clint Eastwood is stubborn? I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. And so Amy, um, my business partner, Amy did uh, Invictus with him as well. And so, you know, knows, knows him well in that sense of the sports movie, but yeah, I mean, it was definitely kind of set on a few things. And uh, the other thing that she, there was a lot of, a lot of problems that she had with a lot of things, but um, you know, one of them was the, it was just such a little thing, but doing batting practice and having a catcher there, even though you had a turtle and like everything, and they just were insisting on having a catcher back there. And it's, again, it's a little thing and maybe not everybody picks up on it, but for her, it was just like any baseball person was just going to say like, what are you doing? Like whose idea was that? And all she get, all we can do ever is just say, okay, that's not correct. How much do you care about it not being correct? And there are a lot of times where things aren't correct and we try to fight for the ones that are really, really bad. And that one was really, really bad. And just, yeah. And it happened. <laughs> the movie could, it could have survived the, the lead, the five tool kid, just not being very good. You have, I mean, Bull Durham survived Tim Robbins. Yeah. Like Pika, but he was, he, I mean, he's incredible. In the movie just, he just can't pitch, Yeah, but it, it made so many baseball mistakes and, and it was just, I mean, one thing after having Matthew Lillard, our beloved Matthew Lillard, obsessing <laughs> over high school stats, which is not a thing. And the, I mean, and they had it right there that the, the, the good thing about scouts is that they know, they, they get to know a player and they get to know what he's all about. And they had mm -hmm. it right there that like the kid was a jerk. That would have been the thing that, but pick up I've, on. Yeah. I've gone in this. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I have to ask of that movie is who is, who is your favorite member of NSYNC? <laughs> yeah, actually, we, uh, we, I think we do like Timberlake. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause he so did, he did love Guru as well too. Oh yeah. So you, so you've gotten to, you've gotten to meet him. Yeah. And he's, he's athletic. He really is. Athletic. Oh yeah. 
yeah, yeah. I mean, and he he loves sports. He does the mm-hmm. uh, the the golf tournament at Lake Tahoe every year, the celebrity golf mm-hmm. tournament and stuff. And um, I think he owns part of the Grizzlies, like one of the oh, minority yeah, share. Yeah, yeah Tim. Timberlake's great. I mean, that movie is a lot of people I really love. Um, did you guys cast the the pitcher kid that uh, the guy who oh the who yeah strikes the, him out at the end of the movie? Yeah, that yeah. That, that dude, yeah. that dude was awesome. Like that, <laughs> yeah. you could tell that dude that thrown the baseball before. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that's you know that's what you want. Like you want actual athletes in those in those moments in those roles. So yeah, yeah. That one, when he comes on the screen, it like throws you in the back of your chair. Like, oh, this is a oh, guy. This is, like, this that's is a, a baseball that's player. That's a dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's a dude. Yeah. Um, are there, so I, I kind of have like a rapid fire for you and then I'll, mm-hmm. I'll let you get out. Is there a movie that you're proudest of? You mentioned you love McFarland and stuff. Is there mm-hmm. one, like a project, maybe something that was difficult you guys ever, is there one that like you will beat your chest for this movie every day of the week? Um, I really enjoyed uh, it's a volleyball movie, a girls' volleyball movie called Miracle Season with uh, Helen Hunt. Uh, we shot it up in Vancouver, and you know we really don't get the opportunity to, to work with female athletes a lot, and so it's always special when we do. And we, these Canadian girls, were just so freaking tough, and we're di- it did anything that we asked them to, and then some, and we're diving all over the floor, and um, you know the story is, you feel is. I related to is very personal and I you know I felt that it I, I really liked a lot of the volleyball action that we did too but even just like we I don't know if you've seen the movie but um the the dad of the the daughter um the real dad came to the William Hurt played uh came to set and visited with us and just talked about how you know how much this experience and how everything you know how much it meant to him and how much that you know, how special this all was. And so that was, you know, whenever you can kind of step back and realize and look around, you're like, this is, this is really cool what we get to do and we get to make people's lives better. And we can, you know, just give them a, a sense of, of love and of, of happiness, even if, you know, throughout grief and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, it's, yeah, I think it's really special. So that one I'm, I'm really proud of. Um, of course, I, funny story about that one. I sprained my ankle really, really bad, like about two days before we started shooting because I was playing volleyball with the girls. I was going to ask, how often do you, how often do you get in the mix? Well, probably not much after that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then actually it was after rehearsal and my boyfriend at the time, now my husband was there and he's about a foot taller than me. He's six four. And he, we were playing just kind of like hitting the ball back and forth at the net. And I jumped up jokingly trying to like block it. And I came down on his foot and anybody who's sprained an ankle before knows what that feels like. And, um, but I was up in Canada too. So they're all like, Oh yeah, just go to the hospital. And I'm like, Oh, like that's the thing. And they're like, yeah, yeah, just go there. <laughs> oh, okay. And there's no, like no bill, no nothing. They're like, okay, no yeah, mystery, no mystery bill showing up. Yeah. No, I was just like, yeah. I'm like, Oh, this is great. <laughs> um, what a, what a world. <laughs> what a world yeah. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, so that was, that was a fun, fun experience though, but Vancouver was really great. And, uh, that was actually the second time I filmed in Vancouver. I did my first feature was, uh, the tooth fairy with, with Dwayne and that shot in Vancouver. Another, another classic. <laughs> yeah. He, he had that little run of like, I'm going to bank on these kids movies. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. 
you um you mentioned not getting to work with female athletes as often um at, you know as is unfortunately the nature of, of mm-hmm. the sports movie industry are there any like dream projects or things that like you kind of wake up and you hope this hits your desk i i think it's I think it's inevitable at some point, uh, the, the 99, um, yeah. women's women's team that like that will eventually happen. Although mm-hmm. like it could end up just being a 30 for 30, but, yeah. um, are there any other like dream projects or things you would really love the chance to do? Um, I mean, I, I would love something kind of, yeah, I would love to do soccer. We really haven't done a lot of female soccer. Um, and I think it's, obviously I'm a little biased, but I think that there's a lot of stories to be, to be told within that. Obviously the 99, but even just, you know, even kind of fictional, even especially maybe even in the collegiate world or high school world, and uh, even if it's just high school soccer girls just, you know, having a good time and boys and breakups and all that stuff and all that drama. Um, but there's there's still something special about those bonds um, that, because most female athletes, especially in high school, they're not trying to go play college. They're not, or even collegiate athletes, they're not trying to be pros. So, you know, you're, you're seeing out there, either they're, you know, either one for the scholarship or, you know, and or for the love. And so I think that there are some, some good stories there, but yeah, I mean, 99ers is hard to beat, but yeah, there's some, you know, great documentaries on that too. So. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there's the most space in, at least in the American sports movie lexicon for soccer, Mm because I think it's the, the most severely underrepresented. I would say it's like that in MMA. There's mm-hmm. been one big MMA, like, well, whatever Kevin James did, but Gavin O'Connor's Warriors. <laughs> right. Yeah. Warrior, yeah. Mike, like, I want to get that tattooed on my forehead, how good <laughs> that movie is. But soccer, there's not, you know, there's not a ton either. So there's so, mm-hmm. like, there's so much space for that. So it'd yeah. be great to see. Is there a project that got away? That we wanted to do that either got made yes. by somebody else, somebody else or that hasn't gotten made? Both, if you have one. <laughs> Um, it's one of those things where sometimes you think that you want to do the movie at the time. And then whenever then it actually kind of comes out, it's probably for the best. Uh, I think we thought we wanted to do Space Jam 2 and probably for the best that that didn't happen. Um, Dodge a little bullet there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's probably one, but I think, yeah, but that probably is good. Um, you know, there's definitely, there's a ton of sports movies that have been in development for years and that you, you hear, you know, just, oh God, like, oh, that's such a great story. I love that script or I love this and that and just hasn't come to fruition, you know, for one reason or the other, usually money, <laughs> to be honest. But um, yeah, there's a ton of those scripts out there. And so it's, I hate that jaded feeling because I feel like when I first started, it was just like, I would read all these scripts. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is, is going to happen. This is going to happen. And now it's just like, all right, are, are they greenlit yet? Do they have the money? Like, is anybody cast? You know, he's like, you get a little bit more business-like about it. And before it was just like, yeah, oh gosh, I could dream. This is great. This is going to happen. And you do all this work, all this breakdown. It's like, yeah, this movie's never going to get made. But yeah. Got to imagine that's very deflating. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you still work on sports movies. So it's, you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> are there any sports movies from, from the past, from before you got into the business that you wish you could have had the chance to work on? I wanted to be in the league of their own so bad when I was a kid. It's yeah, it's definitely. I'm excited for the series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that's one that we, 
would have liked to we you know it just didn't work out and I think I think that they were kind of going with somebody local in Pittsburgh and not exactly sure what you know what was kind of happening there but that would have been a good one to kind of to get in on do you have a a great story about meeting someone famous just someone really nice or just in general hmm. you mentioned Costner did, like did anyone take you by surprise that very like you mentioned William Hurt William Hurt notoriously extremely difficult was fantastic um, yeah. yeah he was fantastic um Helen Hunt was really really great I was a huge a queen huge fan um I mean I remember watching her as a kid in a little like I think it was like a tv movie called quarterback princess and she was like if you've never seen it I don't even know if you can see it anywhere but <laughs> I think it came out Quarter- like, I, I, did, I miss I, I miss quarterback princess yeah <laughs> she plays a quarterback yeah um and it was like this, I think like made for tv movie that came out like in early 80s or something and my parents had it and so I used to we used to watch it on like HBO tape or something and um yeah and so I told her that yeah that I was a big fan of that and you could just see the shock in her face because I think she was probably like 18 or 19 when it came out or something and um but yeah so she was she was really great and she really like cared about the character and wanting to make it right and and uh, so it's always fun whenever you you get around people that that take it seriously but also appreciate the the ride as well too the last thing i've got for you uh i used to ask this to a guest at the beginning of every episode and we've kind of gotten away from it but for you what makes a good sports movie i think it's hmm, a great question i think if as a viewer it makes you feel and makes you miss those moments those those teammates those you know those practices, those hard, hard times, those good times, those bus rides, those, all of those things. If that movie makes you feel that, miss that, text one of your old teammates, uh, thank your mom and dad for going to your games, any of those emotions, any of those feelings, I think it's, it's done its job because I think there's a big difference between, you know, liking sports and being an athlete. And I think that athletes have a different feel inside of them and I think that they really relate to a good sports movie and it really can kind of yeah take them back to to those times and that's what we hear from a lot of our our athletes and our players and stuff they're just so grateful to be back in the locker room with the guys and just to to hang out and just to be a part of those conversations and back in the huddle one more time and all that stuff because it it doesn't leave you and, and you it's such a big part of of who you are and you know that part of your soul. That's the exact, I always point to everybody wants some is a movie that makes me miss college baseball more. Like so much it hurts Yeah, that they like movies like that. So, um, that is, that, that is a great, great summation. I think of what <laughs> makes a good sports movie. Um, Jesse, it, where can the people follow you, check out game changing films and, and keep up with what you guys are doing? So, yeah, so we, um, got Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we should probably get some sort of TikTok going, but you know, I, I got to get one of our, our, our younger people. All, all the kids. Yeah. <laughs> right? All the kids are on, on TikTok. So yeah. So at game changing films and you can find us on all of that. And, um, yeah. Come try to be in on our next sports movie. Yeah. You guys, I've, I've followed the Instagram and you guys are always doing casting calls. So mm-hmm. if you're someone who's, who's athletic, they they might have a job for you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jesse, thank you so much. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode of Big Screen Sports, please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, rate and leave a review. New episodes every Monday if you want to support the show. 
go to Patreon. Uh, next episode, uh, The Best of Times with ESPN's Kevin Van Valkenburg, a Ron Shelton movie. Kurt Russell, Robin Williams should be a good one. We'll catch you next Monday. Thanks for listening. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.